Rebecca Johnson from Supergirl Radio, and I wanted to let you know that DCTV Podcast has launched a Tee Public store. We have searched TeePublic.com for the very best in DCTV merchandise and have put it all in one place. Follow DCTV Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for announcements on promo codes and sales. And for the link to our store, visit DCTVPodcast.com. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss the season three episode of the show titled For Good. And we don't have any news this week. It's quiet kind of on the news front. Uh, it's been it's been really quiet recently. So we're just going to get we're just going to get right into it, Morgan. I do miss our little the news thing with the typewriter. We're just going to have to start typewriting stuff if the, we don't get any news soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just going to make up some news just so we can use that sound effect. Exactly. Uh, so here is the official description uh, for for good. Uh, quote: Someone tries to kill Morgan Edge and he barely survives. He accuses Lena of being behind the attempt and vows to destroy her. When Lena fears her hatred for Morgan will take her to the Luther dark side, Kara steps in to help her friend. Meanwhile, after Sam realizes she's losing time, she confides in Alex, who decides to run some medical tests to see if she can find out what's going on with her new friend, unquote. So uh, this was the return of a, a Lena-centric episode, and we got to spend some more time with Lena and her, her beef with Morgan <laughs> Edge. Uh, so, so Morgan, uh, what did you think about uh, Lena and the other Morgan and what was going on with them? Well, you know, I always love me a good Lena-centric episode. So this one was like chef's kiss for me. I was so excited. <laughs> and... um. I wasn't as big a fan of people trying to kill somebody named Morgan and hit a little close to home. <laughs> like, don't don't try to blow up a Morgan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Although, geez, he's a jerk. It's hard to root for him. I have to contractually because we have the same name, <laughs> but it's getting harder. Um, no, I really liked. I really liked the way that they've been sort of like playing out this sort of uh, slow burn animosity between Morgan Edge and Lena because we haven't we've seen uh, a bit of it this season but it's not like it's in every episode but it is a nice through line for the the season so far with the two of them yeah I I really liked getting to see more of the two of them kind of going after each other because they really I mean they do hate each other but what was what was fascinating about this episode in particular was that Lena saved his life 
that she actually set out to save his life. And I thought that that was, I was like, oh, this is a little different. Even as much as she hates him, she did what she could to to rescue him um, from someone that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but one of the things I thought <laughs> I thought was funny on Morgan's side of things is that he had a justifiable uh, questioning of what went down with his car and the hacking of his car. Because, you know, he, he comes into CatCo like a crazy person. <laughs> He's, like, all dirty. His hair is messed up. That was, by the way, like, my favorite, maybe my favorite scene of the whole episode. It's just, like, he just wanders in because CatCo has no security, and we know this. <laughs> he wanders in looking like an insane person with a grudge and no one like no one shepherds him out they just they're like you know what looks like he's had a hard day let's just hear him out (laughs) security no one calls security he just kind of shows himself out well didn't he come in with a knife he might have he throws a knife and Kara catches that's right so they just really don't care what if what if those security guards just really need a raise and they're like just real pissed They're like, you know what? Until we get our demands met, we're just going to let any crazy, dirty person into this building. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were at lunch. They're at lunch. They're Yeah, they're just having a good time not watching that front desk. That's for sure. Maybe someone fell asleep. We need a day in the life of those security guards because I feel like <laughs> they're just having a good time. They don't care. Yeah, I, I want to I know about the security guards. I want to know about Pam and HR at the DEO. What if the security guards dress to go to work like Lena does and they just had no mobility in their <laughs> flying ball gowns? <laughs> they're like, we would love to stop you. But we're just really, we're wearing a mermaid tail gown today and it just <laughs> We can't do it. <laughs> I mean, she does set a standard there. Everyone looks to her for uh, social cues in the, the cat coat culture. They do say to dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what we're going to think uh, happened with the Morgan being able to come into CatCo. That's what happened until someone tells us differently. <laughs> that is what went down. Head cannon accepted. Head cannon accepted. Um, but when he comes into CatCo and he's like, Look, when after I talked with you and you told me to spend time in hell or whatever she said to him, I got in my car and it went out of control and I almost died. I mean, he was putting the pieces together. Yeah, he was like, I got into my car and then it tried to drive me directly to hell. <laughs> so... <laughs> So now I'm concerned. <laughs> that seems like a reasonable conclusion to that scenario. It does. It's it's funny, though, because my m- immediate thought, though, was like, you must be very confident that you're going to succeed if you tell somebody, like, I'm going to kill you, and then they die. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is, you're showing your hand maybe a bit too much at that point. It's not the perfect crime is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I even though I thought he was a little crazy, and he was a, a huge jerk in this episode, but he, I mean, somebody tried to kill him. That was justified righteous anger i think even on behalf of of morgan um so i was glad that lena was the better person and the bigger person to be like look i don't like you but i'm gonna save your life because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill you my question is do you think that they're setting it up to have lena not run catco anymore because there seemed to be a lot of so we had like morgan edge telling her like basically you're uh, 
your average, your basic. He told her she was basic, which is the most hurtful thing you can tell a person. Here's here's <laughs> what he technically says to her, even though he did imply that she was basic. Uh, <laughs> he says, you're wasting away in that ivory tower posing as Cat Grant. And I was like, ooh, burn. That is... That's really digging into her her whole thing there at Catco. And also, this is off topic, but we had um, we had mentions to both Cat Grant and Maxwell Lord. At which point, I yelled, "Season one exists!" <laughs> like, it really threw me. I'll be honest. I was like, "Whoa, Maxwell Lord, that's a deep cut." <laughs> so somewhere on that ice flow with Jeremiah, he like like raises his head, like, "Hello, are my ears burning? <laughs> is anyone out there?" <laughs> no. <laughs> but we remember. <laughs> yeah, I, there there were a couple of those mentions. Uh, Lillian even talks to her about, you know, why would you want to be Cat Grant when you can be Lena Luther? And talks about all the things that Lena told her that she wanted to do and achieve. And L Corp was the place where she was going to do it. And I... I mean, I could see it. I, th- I think it's possible that she could leave L Corp and, and or she could leave Catco and go back to L Corp. But then, like, who runs Catco? Are we going back to James? Is she going to relinquish it to James? Yeah, I was I was wondering, too, because I was like, it does. It, this feels like a lot of, like, setup, like a lot of bricklaying for something where Lena leaves Catco. And if you think about the fact that, like, Sam is currently the one in charge of L Corp and she's maybe not the most reliable person right sure, now sure. you know what with all the murder mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I could see that like maybe this episode is the first episode where it kind of shows you like maybe Lena's gonna go have to go back to L Corp at some point and maybe that's actually what she kind of wants to do because they had multiple characters sort of telling her like you're wasting you're like you're wasting your potential here by pretending like trying to be Cat Grant yeah, and I think that if, you know, if if we kind of go with what they said about Rain, about how, well, she's going to leave, uh, you know, if that includes Samantha, like, I don't know if they can split Samantha and Rain apart. I don't know how that works. But if Sam ends up having to leave in some capacity, then somebody's going to have to go back and take her place at L Corp. So that would make sense if uh, if Sam has to go. So I, I think that's a, a, a good, strong possibility. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. So we we got to see a, a familiar face return to uh, our screens on uh, Supergirl, and I think we were both very excited to see this character come <laughs> back. Uh, we, we get to see a Mama Luther, Lillian Luther comes back to have that talk with Lena about her her abilities and her potential. And she also does some other things that surprised me quite a bit, <laughs> like, uh, you know, wear, wear a Lexo suit and fight uh, superheroes. Uh, so what did you think about uh, getting to see Lillian Luther again? I mean, Lillian Luther. When I was watching the episode, I was trying to live tweet. And I was like, I've got so many important thoughts and feelings I need to share. And so I was looking down from my screen and I didn't see Brenda Strong's name in the credits. So when Lillian Luther popped up, I was literally was surprised. I was so excited. I like. I think I might have cheered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, any episode with Lillian Luther is just like gets a whole letter grade up, basically for me. Um, she's just so good. I just love. I love the actress in the part. I love the character, and I like that they. I like in this episode that she's 
normal Lillian Luther just like quips and uh, like trying to kill people. And she's got a, a crazy like Iron Man looking suit. And it's I mean, I know that's the wrong brand, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I but I also liked the uh, like when she gets caught like the undercurrent of her that like that almost like her and Lena have kind of found a way to deal with each other where they're not constantly like super angry at each other. Like Lena's just like, this is, this is who my mom is. She's going to try to kill people sometimes, but like she cares. (laughs) (laughs) And Lillian's like, you know, I'd rather you be evil and try to take over the world. But like, you know what? Live up to your potential. (laughs) And I just, and then, and then as she gets wheeled off, she's like, I'm going to break out later. (laughs) And I just, it was that there's like a, like a a playfulness almost underneath of their interactions now, where before I think there was a lot of, a lot more hurt feelings. And I think that's one of the reasons I really like that scene where Lena is talking to Cara and she's like, you know, I've always tried to suppress my Luther you know, my Luther dark side and all of these things where I'm like the schemer and a plotter. And I've always looked at those in like negative ways, but also like all that stuff means that I'm smart. And I think five steps ahead. And instead of, instead of like suppressing that and trying to pretend that that's not me, like, what if I use that to my advantage in a good way? And I think that her becoming kind of more comfortable with herself and her smarts kind of allowed her to to look at her mom not as like, what if I become evil? But instead to be like, well, my mom's evil, but, you know, she cares sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) She might be the world's most wanted terrorist, but she's also a mom. But you know what? She was just looking out for me. And Morgan Edge was being real mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I too liked that uh, realization from Lena that she could use the Luther side of her to do good things and to do things that benefited other people and not just to to be evil or to do bad things. I thought that that was really cool. And there were a lot of mentions in this episode about Lena being steps ahead of other people and how good of a chess player she was. So um, that that echoed uh, the episode we saw in season two where she she has the chessboard and she's sort of looking at it. And so I think it would be neat to see her use those abilities more in the future because I, I thought it was really cool that she outsmarted Lillian in this one. Yeah, I love that. And what, so what is the, so I'm not as fluent in uh, in some of the comic stuff as you are. What was the background of that suit that Lillian pulled literally out of nowhere? Well, not, not nowhere. I mean, a drone came in and transformed oh, into right. it. That was the, the drone. <laughs> that was amazing. There's so many drones in this episode. <laughs> there, there were. I feel uh, like a little bit scared of Amazon now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some questions. Like even when Morgan Edge was in his car that was out of control, I was like, this is why self-driving cars are a concern of mine. I feel, I feel like I feel like this was like the low-key Black Mirror episode of, of Supergirl where it was just like the future is terrifying. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I have questions about the self-driving cars uh, <laughs> exhibit a um the lexo suit has a lot of history in the comics with lex luther uh he sometimes when he fights superman he will wear that suit it's generally green and purple and it's kind of big and bulky and armored it's almost like a robotic suit um that he he gets in and uh so lex has traditionally used it in the comics but recently uh i haven't picked these up in a while i haven't read them i, I kind of 
I, I think I've confessed this on the podcast before, but sometimes I'm not great about when I read things. I'll start reading them, and I kind of won't finish them. So I did start reading the super the uh, the Superwoman issues that came out with uh, Rebirth, and I was reading that, and that has a lot of Le- Lena Luther, but I haven't finished it. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, but uh, in that in that series, Lena does have the the Lexo suit. Ooh. She does um, wear it. And she, I think even in uh, Supergirl in the eighth grade, the Cosmic Adventures in the eighth grade, I think Lena has the Lexo suit in that as well. So that not only has been traditionally tied to Lex Luthor, it has been tied to Lena Luthor as well. So my my thinking is that, okay, we saw Lillian wear it. She had it. Uh, But she is gone to prison now. She probably will break out at some point. Uh, she'll probably send Metallo or Jeremiah Danvers. Maybe <laughs> maybe she'll go get him out of the abyss of wherever he is to help her <laughs> help her escape from prison. I don't know, um, but I I'm sort of hoping that Lena took that suit back with her to either Elcorp or something, and maybe that will be in Lena's uh, Lena's possession in the future. That I think would be really really cool. That would be really cool. We will see. But it, it was awesome. I was not expecting the the Lexo suit to come out, and especially for Lillian to be wearing it. That was pretty awesome. That was really cool. It even had like she she uh, threw out like a kryptonite dagger almost. Yeah, I was like, what is with the dagger? What in the world is happening? I was so excited. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty cool. So hopefully we'll get to see that again and. Uh, Maybe, I don't know if Lena will take it and make some adjustments to it, make it, you know, make it her own, customize it to Lena. Uh, but I think that that would be a cool way to reuse that in the future. And I thought it was it was awesome that Wynn was sort of the voice of the audience. Like, he was like, oh, my gosh, is that the Lexo suit? That is awesome. <laughs> and he, he got a little side eye from Alex about that. But uh, that's that was sort of my reaction as well. And in addition to the Lena and Lillian parts of this episode and the Morgan Edge stuff, we also got a storyline involving Sam reaching out to Alex to get help and trying to figure out what's going on with her and her memory loss and what's, you know, what wh- what is causing all of this. She's trying to find some answers. So, Morgan, what, what did you think about um, their exploration into the medical stuff and trying to, you know, let everybody in so that they could all help Sam with what's going on with her. I really liked it. Um, it just, it kind of just made me realize how much I care about that character and how much I, and how, how well that they've sort of woven Sam into the fabric of the show where she knows all of the characters and she's friends with Lena and she's friends with Karin. She's friends with Alex. And it, it felt natural that she would talk to Alex about it and that she would go to Alex and, I kind of, I always kind of forget that Alex has like a medical background. (laughs) So whenever she's like, hold on. And she like, just goes into her like, you know, Lexi Gray mode. I'm like, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was really expecting her to not be able to get the needle in as well. So I just like, I felt like, and the, the show did a good job of like, pausing just enough that you you have that moment of like is it gonna go in but not to like an obnoxious amount they, they didn't underline it where like the music was like dun 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 you know <laughs> there, there was some tension it was tension but it was subtle it was it was not over the top so why do you think it didn't penetrate her skin 
I mean, well, actually, it did penetrate her skin. It did. It was a. I have. I have questions. Like, cause the the kryptonite didn't work on her either. Yeah, and uh, and earlier in the season, she stopped a bullet. Yeah, I have some some real questions. So how how is she stopping bullets from killing her, but she can get blood drawn? Questions. Questions. <laughs> Did you have any other thoughts about uh, Sam? I just really like the the scenes with all of uh, with Sam and Alex and Lena and um, and Kara, where we we kind of learn a little bit more about Sam too, because she's been on her own so long and she's used to relying on herself, but ha- now she has a support system of all these of all these women who are her friends who are willing to like to help her out and help her figure out what's going wrong with her which I, I i thought it was a really nice scene i've liked all of the um all of the scenes of them hanging out this this season so far and i thought that this one really like brought it home that they've done enough they've done enough building this character up and these relationships up that i really care even though i came into the season knowing like this character is going to be rain uh which i thought was gonna kind of for me at least was gonna kind of make it hard for me to really care about the journey because I kind of already knew where it was going. But uh, but I think that they've done a really good job of, of like humanizing her and making her a character that you care about um, her and her daughter. So I, I, I really liked, I really liked this aspect of the episode. It wasn't a huge part of the episode, but I think that the way that it, it worked, worked really well with the rest of the, um, the, the story about Morgan edge and Lena and her kind of looking down her own, like, her own demons. I think we're seeing Sam kind of do the same thing. Yeah, I think they've done a really great job in in writing her her struggle and the, the the emotional stuff that she's going through and how strange it is for her. And I think they've done a good job of making her sympathetic. Um, but I also would attribute to why it's successful for me uh, it because of Odette's performance. I thought she was yeah. really great this week. Um, she she had she had me really feeling for her, and I think part of that personally for me is because I could relate to what Sam was going through. Um, I think I've talked about it in the past. I am a breast cancer survivor, and so you know, going on four years now. Uh, but when when that happened to me, when I found out what was going on, it was tough because I am I'm pretty independent. You know, I can take care of myself, and I. It's hard for me sometimes to let people help me. And, and and I did at times feel like I was a burden to my family, to my friends, to my coworkers, that kind of thing. And so it was it was it was tough to me to learn, uh, tough for me to learn how to let people help me. I even had a conversation with my mother. She recognized that about me because she she had dealt with that as as well. And so she told me, you know, let them help you because they want to do something for you. You know, they might not be able to do much in terms of like making you physically better, but they can do things for you. You know, I, you know, I had friends come and stay with me during the weekends, you know, uh, help me out around the house or my, my coworkers would do nice things. And, and it was hard because like I didn't want them to feel like they had to do things. But sometimes when that happens, people want to help you. And I think that that's what Alex was trying to get through to Sam is that, look, we are your friends. You're going through something that's really difficult and you don't know what's going on. Let us help you. Let's do, you know, let's do this together. And I think that that was, you know, I could really identify with uh, what Sam was feeling. And so that that made it uh, emotional for me. And so uh, I, I appreciated the fact that at the end she was able to to let them 
let them help her and that they were willing to do that. And I thought it, it was a, a nice way to show that these women had become friends and they had become something of a little family unit to kind of rally around each other. And I thought that that was really, really nice. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think the, um, like what you're saying about Odette's performance, I think it's been great this whole season. Uh, and in this episode in particular, it was really good. But I, I remember being really struck by, her performance in last week's episode when she realizes that she's lost time Mm -hmm. and just how like just thrown off and scared she seemed. And it was just like, just, it felt so natural, like such a natural reaction to that. Like what you would think if you were suddenly like, where have I been for the last day? Um, And I think that that carried over to this episode as well as she's trying to figure out what's going on with her. And I think that she's been doing a really good job of pulling that out of the performance. Yeah, and I think what made it worse for Sam is that she did something that I think nobody should do. Don't self-diagnose. Don't don't do that. Go to the doctor. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she, she she tells Alex, she's like, you know, I'm worried about brain tumors and ALS. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I think she went on WebMD and was like. I was about to say, never go on WebMD. <laughs> go to the doctor, people. Find a doctor to go to. Um because that, that can sometimes help you, but I think it also can uh, lead you down a really terrifying path where you're going to worry about everything. Um, so just go to a doctor, get some, you know, get some answers. Yeah, it's like, it's good to know your symptoms and it's good to know what you, you know, to be able to advocate for yourself. But at the same time, if you're on WebMD, you're going to think that you're going to explode. Yeah. Like, you're yes. like, I know that spontaneous human combustion is rare, but I definitely have it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, that, that can be something that you can walk away with when you go on Web, WebMD. Sometimes my mom will like call me and she'll be like, yeah, I, I looked this up on WebMD. And I'm like, Why did you do that, mom? Just call your doctor. It's like, it's like you look up a, like a symptom and you're like, oh, I have, it looks like I have a rash, but let me see. Let me make sure it, that's not, that that's what it is. And then at the end of the WebMD article, like it'll just be like, or death. Yeah. I'm like, I have death? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How is that possible? <laughs> this escalated really quickly. Uh, yeah. So I was actually glad that Sam, you know, she she did look up those symptoms and, and the things that it possi- possibly could lead to. But she had Alex there who could actually help her figure things out on, on a technical medical term. She had somebody who could give her an MRI. And I thought it was really nice that Alex... I was like, Alex has, you know, a pretty good bedside manner. She was encouraging her. She gave her a lollipop. She made her laugh. (laughs) I I thought that that was really um, nice in terms of the interaction between those two characters because if, like we have uh, talked about on the podcast, that maybe something will happen to Sam and Alex adopts Ruby, I think that's a really sweet thing that these two women would get close and be able to help each other even a little bit um, if things go south with the rain business. So I, I really enjoyed their interactions and that Alex was able to to help her. I'm curious. I think that there was a, I think I remember that there was a Grey's Anatomy, like Easter egg mention in this episode, but now I can't seem to find what it was. Oh, uh, Alex says that she had a job up in Seattle for a while. There you go. I just wanted to, I just wanted to pull that out because every time Alex does anything medical-esque, which honestly on this show is not all that often, but whenever she does, I'm like, I, I, it's Grey's Anatomy. 
Lexi lives. <laughs> That's exciting that uh, Grey's Anatomy fans can get excited about that stuff. I was actually more like, oh, Superman killed Zod in this universe. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the, the, those are the kind of uh, Easter eggs I was uh, gravitating towards. But yeah, she did have a little Grey's Anatomy mention in there. One of the things I really liked about this episode was I feel like they used all the characters really well. So I feel like a lot of the characters got nice moments in this one. I thought I thought Kara had some some good moments, especially with uh, with Lena in this episode. I really liked her using her super breath to uh, what was she doing? Putting her putting her in hypothermia. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I I thought that that was a really clever way of using her super breath, and that's sort of like on Lois and Clark. I think one time I don't remember the specifics and what episode it was, but I think. Superman had to use his heat vision on Lois to like uh, warm her up or something, and so I, I, I like those uses of that. It's it's pretty cool. And what did you think about uh, Lena waking up after that whole poisoning situation? She's like, "Hey, Kara, I had this dream. We were flying, <laughs> and uh, that was really weird." I have two thoughts. One is that I mean, if they decided to go the Cat Grant route with Lena I would not blink for one second like that she has she's just known for a while that Kara is Supergirl and she's just like whatever she'll tell me when she tells me do you think she's like trolling her at this point I sometimes I feel like she is (laughs) that that's the thing I sometimes feel like she's trolling her because sometimes she'll make comments like boy, it would be great if Supergirl was here and then just dead stare at Kara and you're like what does she know? Because yeah. uh, it just does. It sometimes it's just it like seems like she sets Kara up and just waits and waits and waits. And Kara's like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, whatever. She did do that sort of at the end of the episode after the gala situation where she's like, Kara, I saw Monel. He was with Supergirl. And Kara was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it later. And I had a lot of questions. Like, I have questions about what Lena thinks about this Monel situation. Yeah, that always, that consistently makes me laugh because it makes so little sense. Like, I just, I feel like the show is bending over backwards at this point to have Lena not know the secret. And it, it doesn't make any sense for these characters to have not told her by now. Like, she's already a well-established part of their group it's actually probably more dangerous for her not to know than to know. <laughs> There's no reason for her not to know except for, like, drama. So I don't really understand the choice of, like, not telling her at this point. Like, I, I could see it. I could buy it last season when it was, like, they were just kind of becoming friends. Like, I don't think that Cara should really go around telling every person who she, like, talks to at a Starbucks. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, she practically has, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, at this point, like, she knows Lena really well. She knows she's, like, a reliable person. Lena knows several other people in her life and is friends with several other people in her life who know her secret. So there's not a good reason why she shouldn't know it. So it just kind of feels like the show, like, like the tail wagging the dog at this point, like the show is just like, she can't know. (laughs) So she doesn't, unless she does know. (laughs) You, You mentioned that it would be safer for her if she knew, but I think it would also be safer, safer for everyone else if she knew, because Lena tells Carr, she says, you know why I'm not a killer? Friends. 
Uh, so if she has friends who, if she has friends who betray her, uh, she could maybe become that killer, and she could do like she did to a little fifth grade Cindy, and uh, you know, get her inner, inner mean girl out and publicly ruin someone's life and ruin her life. That that made me laugh a lot because I was like, the amount of times you are convinced that your life has been ruined when you are in fifth grade is literally weekly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, Lena has it in her to do things that could endanger all of them. As well. It would be great if she was like, you know what keeps me from being a killer? Honesty. (laughs) (laughs) And then just dead stares at Kara until it becomes uncomfortable. Do you have something you have to tell me, Kara? Yes. I I think those kinds of things, I think, are leading us to something. I, I hope that it's maybe leading us to some kind of reveal of some kind that she will maybe learn in the future. But they were, they were taking pretty great lengths to make sure that she didn't know. Jean was like, hey, you know, uh, when Lena wakes up, maybe she should wake up at CatCo and not at this super secret government organization. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm hoping she will find out at some point. And I, I don't know what that will look like and if it will change her mind about everyone else but yeah the monel thing i'm I'm just like well i guess maybe when what is she thinking (laughs) what does she think is happening (laughs) i will say that one of the things that uh one of the easter eggs that i loved in this episode uh we'll we'll talk more about this character in maybe uh, a few weeks when we have a hiatus but monel mentions that he and brainy have teamed up in the past to defeat computo and a legion, legion of superhero fans will know who Computo is. Uh, hint slash tease slash spoiler alert. He's sometimes an evil computer uh, who turns on the Legion. Ooh. And I love him so much. Uh, I've, I've been researching Computo and he sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so I was like, hey, Computo, I know him. Uh, so that was a fun little reference. Oh, you know what I realized we didn't talk about? Guardian was back. Yes. Sort of. Guardian, we've missed you. <laughs> so what, 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 did you what did you think about uh, Guardian and how he was uh, going after Morgan Edge? Um, I actually thought that they kind of used the Guardian thing pretty well in this episode. I was like, okay, if you know, if we have Guardian, I guess this makes some sense about how they're using him because I feel like they now that they have uh, James going back to being like businessman james now it feels like the show is like "Uh uh-oh what do we do with guardian (laughs) as usual james is a problem for this show but um no i i kind of like the way that they uh they worked him into the the plot line in this episode i am buying the lena james relationship a little more because like they're hanging out they're going to breakfast they're they're talking about you know fun things that people talk about like eggs benedict and all that kind of stuff I, I'm buying their relationship a little more, but Guardian, I don't know. He was he was really Batmanish in this episode, and <laughs> he really was. I love me some Batman. I'm a Batman girl. I love the Superman family. Love Supergirl, but I'm 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 a Bat family person uh, at, at my heart, at my core. Uh, so I, I even though I love Batman, 
Guardian is should I don't I don't feel like he should be Batman. He was like dangling Morgan Edge off that parking lot thing, <laughs> threatening him, and he even says uh, Morgan's like let me go, and Guardian says I don't think you want to do that, and that that's a, almost a rip off of the Dark Knight when J- Joker's holding Rachel Dawes out the window, and and Batman I think says let her go, and Joker's like okay, and he lets her out of the window. So uh, I was like, there, there's too many, too many Batman things happening with Guardian. I think Guardian, and we've talked about this. I think Guardian works better when he's actually guarding someone, when he's using the shield and not threatening people and throwing them into windshields. I think I, I think I prefer the guardian who actually is a, a an actual guardian. Agreed. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm still not a hundred. I'm not on this uh, James Lena train. It has it like the ghost train that goes behind my <laughs> my uh, apartment. It, it has left without me. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, no, I just I feel like they're they're forcing it too hard. But they did seem like two human beings in a relationship in this episode, which is more than they seemed in some of the other stuff. I just kind of wish that, like, if they want me to buy this James and Lena thing, I, I keep, I've said it on the podcast several times, like, just sell it to me. Just give me a little, just up, just a pitch, maybe. Just try. It just kind of feels like they hit on a, like, they p- pulled two names out of a hat, and they were like, this is going to be a relationship. And that's all the thought and effort that was put into it. Uh, And it just hasn't, I feel like the show still hasn't really given me a reason to care about those two together. That said, they do look so pretty standing next to each other. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Those are just, they're just so attractive. Just such attractive people. Yes. Uh, Well, and I think that scene where they're walking down the street just talking to each other, they should have started their relationship with that kind of stuff. Yes. (laughs) No, I agree. Like that was the only scene where they seemed like natural. And I could kind of be like, like the other, the one other scene I think that both of us liked where I think they were confronting Morgan edge. They are always best when they're, I always, the only time I buy them is when they're confronting Morgan edge together (laughs) because they just have like a real, like united front that I'm like, okay, I'm get Okay. I'm behind this now. But whenever the show is like trying, there's a moment where, Kara tells Lena like I know you so well and like you're not like that and she's and and Lena kind of dismisses her and James goes like well I know you and I was like excuse me like have you been dating for one whole week now is that does that give you a unique insight it was just it's too much they're like just pushing it too hard just let it happen. Let them confront some more shady businessmen together. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there with you guys. Take us on a journey. <laughs> yeah, let it happen naturally where they where they want to uh, tell somebody off. I think that is the way to go. So I, I was buying it a little more, but uh, yeah, the Guardian stuff. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, they used it to a good effect where he was interrogating Morgan Edge and he had some moments against Morgan Edge at the gala. So I, I thought that that was good, but I do think that he's best when he's not threatening Batman. people. <laughs> when he's not Batman, essentially, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad it's it's maybe you're finding some enjoyment out of their relationship, even if you're not 100% there yet. 
Um, so what did you think about this episode as a whole? I loved this episode. It's, I mean, I say this a lot, so it, it's actually meaningless. But this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. I mean, if they're all your favorite episodes of the season or any of them, really. But <laughs> but it really was one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, I, I just, I, I really like the Lena-centric episodes, and I'm biased because I love Lena. But um, I just think that they're, they're, they tend to be really strong and we get to a lot of nice Kara stuff because of her relationship with Lena. And I think that they also Lillian, um, anytime I, I'm going to get to see Lillian of fighting in a, like a, a, a suit, that's going to be a good episode for me. But I think that they really used all the characters really well. Um, even though we didn't have like our full cast, like, you know, there wasn't much John in it or anything, but uh, I like the way that they they used Sam and Alex and, and weave that storyline in, even though it was like a very Lena-focused and Lena-heavy episode. I thought that it, it just overall, it was a really good episode. It's one that I, I'm already looking forward to like rewatching. Yeah, I thought this was a great episode and uh, Lena had some great moments. I think she is at her best when she's up against people who are trying to tempt her to the dark side, like Morgan Edge and Lillian Luther. She, she really does shine there, because I like when they give her the opportunity to make a choice on whether or not she will do a good thing or a bad thing. And so I always find that really intriguing to see which one she will choose, because she, she could go either way. It just depends on the situation. Um, and you, you mentioned we, we didn't get a lot of Jean, but he did have that really great pep talk with Kara that I just I loved so much and he says that that line about how Supergirl is here to remind us on earth about what's best in ourselves oh yeah I love that scene so it, it's nice because I think at this point in the story and we'll probably get uh more of this uh next week but Kara felt like she was not doing anything like she was just kind of having to sit there and twiddle her thumbs uh, waiting on the world killers to show up. And so it was nice to have somebody encouraging her and reminding her, like, this is who you are and this is what you uh, are about. And I, I thought that that was something she needed to hear. And I know we didn't talk about the world killers too much because there wasn't much of them, but I did like that nice, nice touch at the beginning. Uh, I don't know if Kara's dream is a vision or a foreshadowing of some kind of a future event, but I was like, oh, they are really... Because, you know, back in the episode Rain, they talked about Rain as the devil. And when they opened up that episode with Rain and the world killers in the fiery, you know, landscape, I was like, oh, they they really... Uh, they went all in with that uh, devil hell uh, metaphor. I, I'm, I'm really kind of digging this. So I, I enjoyed getting to see kind of what that will be like, uh, hopefully. Because I, I think the world killers will be a group to to fear and to really have to get all of the team together to defeat so i'm looking to see, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future but i thought this was a great episode had some surprises and uh exciting moments so i i and and some emotional moments that i connected to so really liked this one a lot all right well i think that's going to do it for our discussion but let's find out what our listeners had to say about For Good. Okay. Uh, we got a tweet from uh, Shop23. Um, it said, this episode was off the chain. The Luther War Sort. Uh, <laughs> war Sort. The <laughs> Luther War Suit. It's hard to say. <laughs> it is. That is a tongue twister. 
Uh, the Luther War suit was sick. They said Cat Grant's name twice. Is it the whole Beetlejuice thing? Say it three times and she shows up? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> I do too. How is Alex able to draw blood from Sam? I also don't see how Lena doesn't know about Kara. Good questions. At Chris Fundelinski said, come on, Lena. Seriously, is she pulling a Cat Grant and really does know? The episode was great and I loved Lillian being back. At Jess O13 said, love the episode, except I'm over Lena not knowing. She could be so helpful, and it's really just not fair to not tell her at this point. Also, James insinuating he knows Lena better than Kara is just ridiculous and annoying. Love seeing Lillian, and the suit was cool. At Mark HBPWM said, I love the way they set us up to think Alex was going to discover Sam's secret, and then the needle worked normally. Also, did Sam forget that she found out that she's an alien when she went to her mother's? Did they cover that before the Christmas break? So I think what this question is referring to is the fact that it seemed like Sam didn't know what was going on with her at all. Yeah, it did kind of seem that way. Although I don't think that she would, I don't know if she'd feel comfortable enough to be like, you know, I wonder if this has something to do with me being an alien to Alex, you know? Like, I don't, she might be just, like, keeping that one up her sleeve. Yeah, she she felt comfortable by the end of the episode to tell them what was going on with her. But I don't know that she's ready to say, I have all the powers that Supergirl does. And <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. And it could be that I am an evil uh, alien who's been going around uh, killing people and uh, threatening everybody. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It could either it could either be that her memory loss is like long term memory loss that she has forgotten that she's done that stuff, or maybe she's just not giving out that information yet. At Kaya underscore Matsui said, "Great episode. Things I loved." Lena being the most amazing human on this planet, the sisterhood, (laughs) I mean, high praise, the sisterhood of friends with complicated secrets, Lillian Luther, back being the worst mom, and the Grey's Anatomy reference, hashtag Lexi lives. (laughs) (laughs) I figured people were going to love that one. Um, At Patty Mello 20 said, love this episode, which proves that this show should never bench Lena because she makes everything that much better. Can we talk about that suit? I can't believe that we got to see a Luther wear that and fight Supergirl. I really hope Lillian escapes prison and gets back to us soon. She's going to send Metallo to come break her out. Oh, yeah. She's getting out like tomorrow basically <laughs> <laughs> um at truffle munch he said phew what an episode lexi gray appeared but i could have just been hallucinating <laughs> sam still makes me weep and yet still makes me support her evil ways this character is cruel cruel uh car using her freeze breath powers was hot dang <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the opposite of that, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cold, but uh, but yeah. At Kathy O'Grady said, I have the emotional range of Medea. Lena's line might confuse Tyler Perry fans, but is actually super nerdy and clever. Yeah, I actually, when the line was first said when I was watching it, I did think about Tyler Perry. Me too. I don't know a ton about Greek mythology, and I was like, is Medea... like who (laughs) I was just trying I was just thinking of those movies and I was like is she angry is she (laughs) like what's evil (laughs) when I think think of Medea the Tyler Perry movies Medea 
She is, I mean, she is emotional. She does seem emotional. Yeah, I mean, when I think of Medea, I think of, what is that first movie that she appears in where she goes over to that lady's house and she takes the chainsaw and she cuts up everything in the house? That's what I think of when I think about Medea. (laughs) Yeah, this is why you don't want to get Lena Luthor angry. She's got so many chainsaws. So I think it could apply to Greek mythology and Tyler Perry's Medea. Let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At C. Sanginette said, good episode. Loved Lena and her choosing good. Morgan Edge was played to perfection as always. Like the Lex Battlesuit cameo, but Rain's powers only work part-time and her blood looks like human blood? Yeah, I I I don't know if Kara's... Well, Kara, I think, bleeds like we do, like humans do. Like when she was bleeding in her fight with Rain, it looked like human blood. Um, At Madtown Davidson said, I loved all the Luther family drama and Stan friends being there for her. I really want Kara to just tell Lena that she's Supergirl already. I think everybody's tired of the secrets and lies. Yeah, I think I think it's grown thin. <laughs> There's not much else we can do with this. Uh, but I like the idea that Lena is trolling her. Me too. That was I, I. I thought about that so much during that episode because it just seemed like, especially when she was like, "I had this dream that I was flying with you," and then just like stared at her like, <laughs> "Isn't that isn't that weird?" <laughs> <laughs> and Cara was like, "Oh, you mean like Supergirl?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Cara, you're such a bad liar. <laughs> such a bad liar," which is a good thing, I guess. Um, well, we have an email from Sam, not the Sam from the show, but a listener named Sam. Sam? Uh, <laughs> Rain? <laughs> but, uh, we have an email from Sam who uh, wrote us to share some thoughts about Ruby and the Sam from the show, uh, writing, quote, I found it strange that we have all these movies and TV shows with superheroes, and there's barely a child to be seen on a regular basis in any of them. I'm actually pleased that some of the DC shows are starting to introduce children as regular characters, such as Arrow and Supergirl. Even Black Lightning has kids, albeit of the older variety. It makes the worlds they inhabit feel a bit more real. I really hope that Ruby isn't full human. She was an accident that Rain's creators hadn't planned for, and in my view, should have inherited some alien characteristics. I would like it if Ruby does become a regular on the show, such as being fostered adopt, or adopted by Alex, as some have speculated, that she will gradually develop some powers over time. I don't need her to go out being a superhero for at least a few years, but it would give her character something to deal with and make her and her relationship dynamic with Alex and Auntie Kara a bit more interesting, especially given that both Alex and Kara have been through this before. That's a good point. Uh, Alex would have had to help Kara with her abilities as well. Uh, Sam uh, continues on writing, uh, quote, I think it's pretty clear now that Samantha and Rain are distinct personalities. At the very least, Samantha is not aware of Rain. On the other hand, I think Rain is aware of Samantha to some extent, although I'm not sure if she shares Sam's feelings and or her memories. I would guess that she has some awareness of Sam's thoughts and feelings, but keeps them walled off and distinct from her own. The interesting thing about Rain is that she is a pre-programmed persona designed to carry out the religious crusade of her creators. However, she is also capable of thought and the ability to learn and change. Over time, she could question her creators and start to make her own decisions. People complain about not understanding Rain's motive or modus operandi. That's because they aren't really hers. 
They are pre-programmed instructions. As she evolves and starts to question her creators, she will likely develop her own motives and modus operandi. Mm. So what do you think about that, Morgan? Do you think, uh, do you think Rain has the ability to change and uh, stop being the evil version of Rain that we know? I don't know. I would be interested to, to find out more about her. I, I like the way that the season has really doled out like little bits and pieces of information about her where it's not like, I feel like I know nothing about her, but also I feel like I, like I know some stuff about her, but there's still like a a good amount of mystery there. Um, so I don't, I don't know that she has the ability to change. I, I have my doubts on that. I don't know. I, I don't think that there's, I mean, I don't want to say that there's no redemption for Rain because I, I, I believe that there, that anybody can be redeemed if you if you choose it, if you go towards it. Um, but I don't know that Rain has expressed any of that. That Rain wants that for herself. Uh, Samantha obviously does not want to be an evil uh, Kryptonian killing machine. I don't think that that's something that Samantha is uh, into. But it is it is an interesting point to bring up that Rain seemed to be aware of Samantha, and and I, I I don't know if she understands her thoughts or her memories, but we did get that answer last week that they did seem to be two distinct personalities, um, and so they're they're both inhabiting S- Samantha's body, but they they do seem to take control at some point. Um, and I also like Sam's point about uh, kids in superhero shows. I think that's a that's a great point. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Ruby in the future if she does become a regular uh, on the show and uh, we get to see Alex and Anti-Cara or Anti-Cara. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very, definitely very interested in the fact that she's probably half alien. So is she going to have powers? Is that going to manifest in some way? Like, I, I am, I'm definitely more interested to find out more about Ruby and about Sam. So I think that's a, a very, that they've been a very welcome addition, I think, this season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we also have an email from Maria who writes, um, your podcast has been a real lifesaver. I'm a graveyard shift security guard, and this podcast makes time fly by. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a heads up. Oh, this is good. Okay, sorry. Just a heads up. <laughs> the most common ship name for James and Lena is Lames lames could we bask in that for just one second (laughs) if that isn't a an accurate at the moment ship name i don't know i'm gonna get so much lames hate mail now (laughs) i mean i think i've also seen like guardian corp that is at least better that's better than lames is if that's your like like ship name just think of a different order to put that in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got you gotta you gotta flip that around guys Come yeah on. yeah Lam- lames is lames is an unf- um, unfortunate ship name uh p.s there's also a ship name for samantha and alex agent rain that sounds like something that like <laughs> that you uh like some sort of disease that you have <laughs> that you get in war or something yeah i i think some of these these uh ship names i don't know i was thinking about because uh, you know i'm a car and happiness shipper yes I mean, the, the best ship. That is, for me, personally, the best ship. And I think, you know, if you ship that, you will never lose. You will never be disappointed because you'll always be rooting for Car to be happy. Uh, but I don't know what the ship name is for that. So if anybody wants to workshop a ship name. I feel like the, uh, it's like the, um, oh, 
that the t-shirt, Sunny Danvers. Whatever it is, it has to be better than Lames. I mean, almost anything would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry to anyone who is offended by that. But seriously, guys, you got to work on that ship name. It's out there on the internet. People are using it. We At least we've made ourselves aware of this so that we know what the kids are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what the youth are saying today. <laughs> what the youths are uh, referring to when they talk about lames. Um, but also, uh, Maria, that's awesome that you listen to us at, at work and it helps helps you pass the time. So uh, I hope when you're listening to this right now that that will also help you uh, whenever you're listening to this. So thank you for writing in. Uh, we also have an email from Derek who asks, uh, quote, after the season four arc with Rain, the World Killers, and the Legion of Superheroes, I wonder if the writers could introduce Emerald Empress as the next big bad female villain, unquote. Uh, Derek, I think this is a great you know, suggestion that we could throw out because Emerald Empress actually has some history with Supergirl. She's been causing problems for Supergirl in comics. Uh, I know she recently appeared in Rebirth. Uh, she was also, uh, making some trouble for the Legion of Superheroes on Justice League Unlimited, uh, and Supergirl was, uh, a part of that. I believe that's in that Far From Home episode, uh, which we do have an episode on, uh, if you want to listen to Supergirl Radio talk about that, we have an episode on that JLU episode, so it's, uh, it's something that I personally would like to see. Emerald Empress has a kind of a weird thing that she does, because she has that eye, that sort of floats around with her. So she would be really cool to see on the show. So I, I would love to see Emerald Empress in the future. I would love to do a character spotlight on her because I don't know anything about Emerald Empress. Well, maybe we will. And I just heard that there was a floating eye involved and now I'm I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty uh, terrifying, but uh, it's it's kind of cool looking. So she, she it would be neat to see how the show handles that visually. Um, Marissa wrote us an email saying, I loved Alex's reference at the beginning of the episode to her previous job up in Seattle. Lexi Gray was my favorite character on Grey's Anatomy, so I've been loving all of her Dr. Alex moments. However, I'm not quite sure how Alex was able to put the needle in Sam's arm. I thought that was going to be a red flag for Alex for sure. Um, Lillian Luther showing up was a twist I was not expecting. Even though I don't want Lena to be a villain and live up to the Luther name, I like seeing her walk the line between good and evil. It really shows what a difference the people in your life can make. Yeah, that's true. I think because she has people in her life like Kara, uh, that, or even James to an extent. I mean, James is a yeah. good stand-up guy, and she has people who are rooting for her and caring about her. Uh, it's definitely a different dynamic uh, than what she has with her mother, so <laughs> that can uh, that can really make a difference. And I I also like her walking the line. I like not knowing what she's going to decide to do. I like her staying on the good side, but I do like that she is still pretty a pretty gray character. I'd like her to stay that way actually, because I think that that's more fun to watch because you kind of never know where she's gonna go yeah uh, I, I think that if they went her pure villain then it would be hard for her to come back from that whereas if they keep her you know walking the line between like you know still being 
a, like a pretty good person, but also sometimes trying to murder someone. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good Lena Luther. Like that's a good balance of Lena Luther. You know, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. You gotta keep it fresh. <laughs> keep us guessing. Uh, well, Alex wrote us an email to share a speculation about Lena Luther, saying, "Quote: I thought Lena Luther would end up part of, if not running, the shady organization known as Checkmate." After this week's episode, I am sure of it. The entire episode, everyone kept reminding Lena that she was a, quote, chess prodigy, smart, strategic, and three moves ahead, unquote, and that she was a Luther at her core. All Lena needs is one more push, and that will come later this year. Oh, there's some speculation thrown out out a prediction. Uh, when Lena finally realizes Kara is Supergirl and Sam is Rain. Finding out her two closest friends were not honest about the fact that they were superpowered aliens will nudge her a little closer to the dark side. Oh, and Lena Luther will also be t- there telling Lena, I told you so. Uh, yeah, mm. I think uh, Lillian probably would rub it into Lena's Definitely face. would not take that gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've ever said about aliens... I was right. Uh, yeah, no, I think that that would be a really cool place to take Lena. Uh, Checkmate would be a, a really neat thing to bring onto the show. And you know who also was, uh, a mem- uh, I guess I guess I could say uh, a part of Ch- Checkmate, like a member of Checkmate? Who? Do you remember? I don't. Snapper Car. Snapper Car. Snapper Car. He's in Checkmate. Oh, no, it's all coming back around. So <laughs> I'm just saying if Lena is part of Checkmate – and running checkmate, she should bring Snapper back because he was like a super agent spy guy. And he could find he could snap and all of our dreams would finally come true. <laughs> we just want this to happen. This is all we want. This is all we've ever asked for. <laughs> we will take it anyway. We can get it. If it means that Snapper has to be an agent with checkmate, we will take it. Um, but I think that's a it's a possibility. I would love to see them. Uh, go there with Lena and uh, Checkmate. Daryl wrote in to ask some questions about his favorite character. He writes, Lena could teach James and Kara a thing or two about honesty. How could they put in a line that would somehow imply that James knows Lena better than Kara? Kara has known her much longer, has supported her from the start, and has always believed in her. James only started to get to know her at the start of the season, and the James from last season would never have pursued something with her. That's eh, true. Uh, Daryl also asks, Lena now knows that Monel is back, so I have to wonder, will anyone tell her that Elcorp creates the lead cure in the future? Maybe that maybe that's why she's gotta go back to Elcorp. Yeah. Th- oh, ooh, that's a good that's a good speculation, actually. Because they were they were hitting that so hard in this episode that like all these people telling her, like, you're not where you're supposed to be. Uh, well, we also have an email from Alejandra, who writes, quote, I love that Lillian called Lena out for buying Catco instead of focusing on Elcorp. She said all the things I wanted to say to Lena for this whole season. Lillian might be evil, but she wasn't wrong. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> she, she's evil, but she's not wrong. But not wrong. But she's not wrong. Um, uh, Alejandra sa- uh, continues saying, I never understood why scientific inventor businesswoman Lena Luther would want to give up her company over a media business when she made clear that she wanted to create technology that would help people. My headcanon is that after she helped Rhea, she thought that her technology and intelligence were a problem for society. So she gave up all that over something less dangerous. I think that's actually a pretty good uh, reading into that is maybe she felt like she created something that backfired. And so she's hesitant to go back into that. Yeah, I think that's a really smart headcanon, actually. It makes a lot of 
her decisions make more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So Alejandra continues saying, but I'm glad that she understood that her cunning and all her Luther qualities can be used for good. She can be her own kind of Luther. The only thing that it's really sad is that everyone continues lying to her. She's trying her best and being honest with Kara, and that honesty doesn't seem to be anywhere near to being reciprocated. Also, I was not prepared to see Lillian wearing the Lexo suit, and it was amazing. <laughs> Brenda Strong makes everything better. That suit can be reconstructed, right? Because if they decide to go with the evil Lena storyline, I want her to wear that freaking suit and kick Kara's butt for all the time she lied to her. So <laughs> I think that's a possibility, actually. I think I think we could see that suit in the future, and maybe it would be in uh, Lena's possession. I think everyone's a big fan of the Lexo suit. <laughs> I think maybe it was because it was a surprise. Our last email comes from Gina, uh, who wrote, I went back and listened to the Supergirl Radio character spotlight on Rain. Although I don't think they would move in this direction on the show, it would have been so interesting if Kara found out that she is the last world killer. That would be an interesting parallel to Rain, even though it's obvious Rain is the black mirror image of Supergirl if she was all alien and no humanity. Yeah, so we talked about that with the Rain character spotlight because in the New 52, they hint at the fact that maybe Supergirl is a world killer. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know if they'll do that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I I don't know if they'll do that on the show, but that would, that would bring all of those uh, ways in which they've been paralleling and contrasting Rain and Supergirl all, all this whole season. I think that would be really cool if they, if they went that extra mile with that um, to, to see what it would be like if, one of the supposed world killers were uh, to to make the the choice to be good. But I don't think in this continuity that they could do that because the Supergirl in the New 52 was a little bit different from the car that we know on the show. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they could exactly pull that off because especially with the world killers being genetically modified and sort of bioengineered it's not necessarily the same so i I don't know it could happen but that that is one of the more intriguing parts of the new 52 supergirl is that there was that hint that maybe she was a world killer uh so we'll we'll see we we don't have too much information about the world killers at this point but we're we're getting there uh, and before we wrap up all of our feedback, we have some snap judgments yeah. sent in by our listeners. Uh, so, Morgan, we have a ton of these. Okay, let's do it. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary. So the first one comes from Mark, at Mark HBPWM uh, asking, who do you think will be the first to discover that Sam is Rain? Kara, Alex, or Ruby? Hmm. Ruby. I'm going to go Alex. Maybe one of us will be right. Maybe none of us. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be Kara and we'll both be wrong. Uh, uh, these snap judgments come from a listener named Greg H. Uh, the first one is Lillian Luther with the super suit or without it. I mean, super suit. I think I'm going to go without it. (gasps) I know. I know. That's a tough call. Um, but that's why they're snap judgments. (laughs) 
It's what felt right in your heart. <laughs> and I can't argue with that. <laughs> no judgments. No judgments. Uh, okay, so the next one is episodes with rain or those only focusing on Samantha without rain. What would you pick? Hmm. Oh, this is a tough one. No one said they were going to be easy, Morgan. I, I know that's true. I know that's true. Okay, Um, I'm going to go with rain. Uh, I'm going to go Samantha without rain. Wow. We are on opposite sides. We are, we, we are not agreeing at all. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to agree on the next one, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the next snap judgment is episodes with James's guardian or those without guardian. What would you pick, Morgan? I'm going to have to go without guardian. I'm going to have to go without guardian, too. I thought you were going to really throw me <laughs> off. <laughs> like, well, guess what? <laughs> Just to be controversial. Um, okay, so the last one from Greg H. Uh, he asks, Cat uh, Grant being in the dark about Kara's secret or Lena being in the dark about Kara's secret? Oh, man, this is a hard one. Why do I have to choose either? Um, hmm. I'm going mm, <laughs> to go Cat Grant. I'm going to go Cat Grant. I'm going to go Lena Luther. That was really tough. <laughs> Why'd you do that, Greg? <laughs> Greg was not holding anything back with those snap judgments. Okay, so this set of snap judgments comes from Gina. Uh, the first one is Babysitter Alex or Dr. Lexi Gray Alex? Hmm. Um, babysitter Alex. I would also go Babysitter Alex. Uh, L Corp Lena or Chess Trophy winner Lena? Hmm. Um... I'm going to go L Corp, Lena. I'm going to choose ch chess trophy winner, Lena. I want to see her at a chess, chess uh, tournament. That would be amazing. I, I, I hope that they're taking recommendations <laughs> like for next season. Flashback episode. <laughs> chess episode. The, only the most exciting episode is the chess episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one is Lexo suit Lillian or Guardian suit James? Well... This is um, a very hard snap judgment, but I'm going to have to go Lexo suit Lillian. I would also choose Lexo suit Lillian. Uh, okay, so this is the most important snap judgment that we I, will, will cover <laughs> on Supergirl Radio this week. I also think it's going to be the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> really think about your choices and your options and, and really just consider it very thoughtfully. Okay. So this snap judgment is off-the-shoulder Lena outfit in Legion of Superheroes or off-the-shoulder Lena outfit in For Good. I will give Lena uh, credit for that she's found a good look for herself and she's sticking <laughs> to it. Um, this is very hard because both of them, great looks, just really top-notch. <laughs> but if I had to pick off-the-shoulder Legion of Superheroes. Oh, interesting. I know. I I would have to go off-the-shoulder Lena outfit in for good. And the reason, and I know we're not supposed to give them, but the reason is... <laughs> I appreciate that the Legion of Superheroes off-the-shoulder look was completely implausible for the location that she was at. <laughs> so you actually liked it because it was totally inappropriate for work. Yeah, you should not be wearing that in the boardroom. And yet there she was. And who's going to say anything to her? She's Lena Luthor. <laughs> well, and see, my choice is based on the fact that her look in For Good actually was 
applicable <laughs> to the location she was uh she was her, the, the gala she was attending it sort of looked more like a formal attire uh so that's that's funny we chose them for totally different reasons no judgments on your snap judgments once again we're on opposite sides of this <laughs> of this great debate <laughs> We just need we just need to have like a um a Lena outfit corner in every episode where we just discuss what what strange outfit she's wearing. It's always they're always really great outfits, but they're very very rarely worn in the right setting. <laughs> <laughs> we will think about uh, adding uh, a portion of the podcast just dedicated <laughs> to Lena Luther's wardrobe. I think I tweeted something. I think I tweeted something last night that was like we could call it like Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for all of our thoughts, our feedback, our snap judgments uh, for this episode for good. Uh, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. And just uh, a word of warning, because I know some people have asked, uh, if you want to send in emails specifically, get those into us uh, before Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. That's when we record the podcast. So if you want to uh, write us in and have those emails read on the podcast, get them in early uh if you want to post a comment you can do that on our website at supergirlradio.com you can uh call us and leave us a voicemail at 678-718-7252 you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram all at supergirl radio you can listen to us on google play iHeartRadio, and uh, now on spotify you can actually listen to our podcast episodes as well as our awesome musical playlist that features uh music from the show and music about supergirl we have a playlist over there on spotify we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. We are also on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review for us over there. And if you need any of these links, uh, because it's so overwhelming, there's lots of information I'm throwing out there to you, you can find all of those links to all of those locations on the right side of the page over at supergirlradio.com. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, classic DC TV shows, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans, you can subscribe to <laughs> DC TV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And follow at DCTV Podcast on Twitter and like DCTV Podcast on Facebook. There's just so many shows, Rebecca. There's is, just so many shows. Is, is that the first time you've given an audible sigh? I think so. I think so. I think it was. I don't know if you. I don't know if this is a different order. I feel like I'm used to classic DC TV shows being at the end. And so when I got there and then all of a sudden there was Black Lightning and Krypton and Titans. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was almost done. I I saw I saw the the finish line and then it was ripped away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hate to break it to you, Morgan, but I don't know if you saw the news today. I I did. (laughs) I don't, I'm not going to say I cried a little bit, but I'm not going to say I did. (laughs) It it was announced that there's going to be a new Metropolis TV show on the DC streaming service. Uh, So we are getting another (laughs) DC TV show. I'm starting to take this personally. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, maybe we'll add Metropolis there. I don't know if we'll have a podcast for that show, but 
I, I thought about you when I read that news. My my first thought my first thought was, hey, Lois Lane's gonna be on TV again. But also, how is Morgan taking this? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll we'll see what the future uh, holds for that. Um, well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Derby Kid, and uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid because Derby Kid was already taken. Uh, who took that? Who took that? Jeez. How dare they? How dare, how dare they, they take my <laughs> username? Um, and uh, you can watch videos over uh, uh, that I've shot and edited over at YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I'm also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. We're still covering Wonder Woman and Justice League, so you can catch that over there. Cool. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, actually, um, at Mojotastic. Uh, And I'm also a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. And as soon as as Supergirl takes a little break, like if you feel lost and alone without the annoying sound of my voice guess where i'll be (laughs) the legends of tomorrow podcast where as rebecca tells me all the time you don't actually have to watch the show you don't podcast you could just do it you could just listen to the podcast i find it enjoyable just listening to the podcast i don't I don't actually sit down and watch the the visuals to go along with the podcast, but I <laughs> I know enough because of the podcast to know what might have occurred on the show if I needed to know. If you have to write a book report about the show, it's like cliff notes. You can't find any cliff notes. Yes, yes, we are your cliff notes. <laughs> and also, what school are you going to? This is a very, very strange school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this uh, entire episode on For Good. But if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that after our theme music. But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And remember, there is great power in being the calm at the center of the storm. Because you're weak. I am the word of justice. I am purity. Supergirl. All new episode next Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW. And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called Both Sides Now. The official description reads, quote, The DEO captures a second world killer. Purity, guest star Chris Marshall. Supergirl and Alex use very different methods of interrogation with Purity in the hopes of finding out how to defeat Rain. However, Purity escapes and attacks the city's subway tunnels. Meanwhile, Jean, Wynn, and Monel band together to fix the Legion ship, unquote. So uh, <laughs> I guess I guess all the guys are, are, are fixing the ship. Maybe that's Jean's 
secret. Maybe. <laughs> I know how to fix the ship. I've been trying to tell you for episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We know it. He's a secret uh, mechanic. And he can fix any ship. No one is ever listening. No one's ever listening to his secret. And that's <laughs> why it's been broken. <laughs> so maybe he'll confess it this, this next week. Um, so Morgan, what in this description is uh, most exciting? I'm excited for the, for the world killers. Um, all that stuff I think is going to be really neat. Um, when I was reading the description, I was like, huh, purity. That's a... That's weird. I don't remember that as a name. But also I have uh, my, my memory is like a like a piece of Swiss cheese. There's just giant holes in it. So it's possible that uh, I was wrong. But then I looked down at the uh, helpful image that you put in the Google document. And I'm not seeing anybody named Purity. So this time I think I'm right in that that's not a thing. Yeah, I had to put that in in there for myself, actually, because I, <laughs> I I have a terrible memory. It's I'm I'm like Sam. I'm like, what did I do today? I don't remember. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Should I be concerned that maybe I've been taken over by some sort of genetically engineered Kryptonian uh, world killer? I don't know. I mean, you should always be concerned about that. I thought that the purity name sounded wrong. And so there are there are four world killers. Um, there's Rain, there's DMX or DMX, uh, there's Flower of Heaven and Perilous. And so there's no purity. So I don't know why they would have changed them. I'm wondering is purity is purity supposed to be purilous? Maybe. I mean, as long as they we still get a flower of heaven because that is <laughs> I mean, that is a good name. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to mess with perfection there. <laughs> I mean, a flower of heaven being a villain is a little suspicious. I don't understand the 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 villain name there, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll have to f- find out what purities. I don't know if she'll have a certain s- skill set or power set. Uh, that she'll bring to the table, you know, if if the world killers have different abilities, maybe we'll be able to figure out which one maybe they correlate to from the new 52. But yeah, it is, it is distinctly different uh, from those names. So I did, I did think that that was interesting. But I'm, I'm excited because I didn't know. I I didn't, I didn't, didn't want to get my hopes up that there were actually going to be world killers, uh, aside from rain. But now I'm really excited because I'm like, oh, now we're going to get to see all the world killers. I'm in for, I'm in for this. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see what Purity uh, does next week because it sounds like they're, she's, she's going to cause some trouble and they're going to have to figure out how to deal with her. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, me, me too. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's going to do it for this spoiler section. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio. <laughs>